to the window, to the wall. As the dragon blood forces storm Malik, Octavia must fight to ensure there's still a city left to save. How will this skirmish play out? Will the tenth standoff explode into drastic action? Or will Octavia just be stuck playing a high-stakes game of whack-a-mole? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to Me, My Spouse and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. So... We were talking about Carhoon and what his hobbies would be, and we figured out it'd just be reading. So then that led me to ask Austin the very important question of, what Harry Potter house would Carhoon belong to? Well, I think it's obvious. He's clearly a Gryffindor. He has great intentions. He's an all-around pretty good person. What house was Lupin? Because Lupin was a werewolf. Spoilers! <laughs> Dumbledore dies. Later. I, I think he was a Gryffindor, right? Snape kills Dumbledore. Page whatever it is of that one book. I don't remember. <laughs> Your favorite books that you read so many times. I read them once and they were fine. Mm-hmm. Did you read all? You read all of yeah, them. Yeah, I read right? all of them. Did you see all the movies? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, at one point. Mm-hmm. What was the question? <laughs> what, what house a cartoon would be in? Yeah, he's a Gryffindor. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. I mean, I could see him being a Ravenclaw too with his book. He likes knowledge. his axe too much to be a That's Ravenclaw. That's true. That's true. He's too action oriented. He's kind of on the he's on the like cusp. I feel like he's definitely a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Totally. I was thinking about Octavia and <laughs> Austin. Just without any hesitation, was like, "She's a Hufflepuff," and then I was like. She is indeed a Hufflepuff. She is a Hufflepuff. She is 100% a Hufflepuff. She's very good at finding things. She's very good at finding things. Um, she's... And that's it. <laughs> it doesn't quite it. She's good at herbology um, and everything. Or, well, what was the name that of that? That vital skill that the... came up so many times well, in Harry it Potter. Did. When you got the mandrake root and everything, that was relatively important. And to Was cure it? The... It was to, to cure did everyone. It happen? It, they used the mandrake root to cure everyone of the basilisk stare. Oh, did they? So, I thought yeah. all those people just died. No! Like they all did at that school every year without I mean, fail. that's true. I mean, we don't... Uh, I mean, OSHA definitely wasn't involved, but... Is there a magical OSHA? I, don't, I mean, obviously not. Moving staircases, I feel like we'd be a huge violation. I know. Well, they at least in the movies had railings. That's true. So... That's true. <laughs> I they don't know if they had, had elevators. Monsters wandering around their halls. Yeah, Here's a three-headed a of... dog in the school. A lot of questionable things going on. We'll just tell you not to go here, mm-hmm. a bunch of mischievous wizards. You're clearly going to follow all the rules, right? <laughs> Goodness. Uh, what uh, house would Owl be? Owl Bear be in? Probably. I feel like I just make a bunch of Gryffindor characters. Well, I mean, they're, I mean, they're the best house. good motivational like NPCs and stuff. Darn right. So... Do we have any? Do we have any Slytherins in the game? Craig would not have gotten into Hogwarts. All of the dragons. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I could feel like Fulis could also be a Ravenclaw. Maybe. 
because that's I mean some of her motivation I guess is questionable so I don't know what yeah you I mean Jasulka's obviously a Slytherin darn right I mean he is <laughs> I feel like he's some like uncle or cousin of like Draco and everything he's be very appropriate basically whoever Johnny Depp's character in uh the the magical beasts one is isn't that Johnny Depp is he the bad guy the is one he? who fights Dumbledore the Gr- Grendel Grindelwald? Grindelwald. I don't... Is it John? Oh my gosh, I don't know if it's Johnny Depp. Is that Johnny Depp? We saw that movie. I don't know. I can't remember now. I'm going to feel like a, a, a dingus if it's not Johnny Depp. <laughs> is that Johnny Depp? I don't know. Tell us if it's Johnny Depp. I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> Listeners, call in because this is live. Yeah, it's Johnny Depp. I don't... I did not realize that. Didn't they... They made another one of those, right? They did. Called The Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. I did not see that. I feel when like, did that come out? Uh, 2018. Oh, jeez. I when? don't think it did great. I don't. I. I now that you mentioned it, I remember it. But coming out and not having a great fanfare around it. When did the first Fantastic Beasts come out? I do not know, but this is basically exactly how I picture him, just with a white suit. Oh my gosh, that is yes, that is 100 percent how I imagined him as well. Right. Just look up a picture of Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, and that's basically. Jasulka's human form. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Oh, man. yeah. Let's see what other what other uh, long term NPCs do we have? What would um don't have a ton. Our friend uh our our friendly elemental Lyle. Oh, uh, he's definitely he a Hufflepuff. He has to be a Hufflepuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> I opened a jar all by myself. <laughs> Cut my hand up real bad. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, it totally makes sense that Octavia's a Hufflepuff. Goodness gracious, goose goose. I mean, ever since they dropped the bomb that you can influence the choice of what house, it's like, okay, then what do the houses actually mean? Also, I find it totally unrealistic that Harry Potter ever would have ended up in Slytherin, if not for his own, like, I don't want to be in that house. He's not ambitious enough to be in Slytherin. Yeah, that's kind of true. Come on, JK. Get it together. Well, I mean, retro, I mean, looking back, there are obviously lots of plot holes and other sorts of things that are... Like, come on, man. Yeah. No. Come on, Harry. Well, I mean, the, the sorting hat could have been, what, to, like testing him or blah, blah, blah or something. Where did that hat come from? Who's, wasn't, isn't it the hat of like one of the founders? Isn't it Godric Gryffindor's hat? I read the books once. I watched the movies once. I've never been a huge Harry Potter fan. I was a humongous Harry Potter fan when I was younger. I, I also didn't read them until like after all of the movies were out. And by that point, I wasn't. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I realized you read them that late. I wasn't the age. necessary age that they were the target audience at that point so i enjoyed them but i was not like harry potter i got the first three Ah. books for my ninth birthday and then on my 11th birthday i was indeed devastated that i did not get any sort of letter i was that sort of kid (laughs) surprise surprise no one is surprised (sighs) i think i'd probably be a ravenclaw that could be too self-congratulatory. I don't remember what Pottermore put me in. I think Pottermore put me in Gryffindor, and I didn't believe it. So I was like, this is a sham of a website. Done with this. Well, there have been so many different iterations of Pottermore, too. Yeah, this is when it like first came out. I don't know if the test has evolved. Does it still exist? I don't it know. Do- it does, because I remember when it first came out, I got, I used, I got sorted and i honestly forget what that was and then like recently i think they like rebooted it and i think i got sorted into ravenclaw i mean that's probably where i'd be honestly i also feel like i'm kind of a hustle i'm a nerd yeah yeah yeah. 
Everyone wants to be in Gryffindor, Slytherin, but the reality is most of us would be in Hufflepuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is honestly great. Oh, I'm a Hufflepuff. I mean, it's one of Badger. A Badger's that's insignia, right? Which is too bad because badgers are I mean, dope badges and Hufflepuffs are, badges are not. are cool. Well, I feel like that's why, I mean, like, I, I think that, you know, Hufflepuffs have a whole lot of the, like, hidden strength and the, like, you know, I don't know. It's very hidden, apparently. <laughs> very hidden. Very hidden. Wasn't Cedric, wasn't Cedric Diggory a Hufflepuff? Is that the one that Jacob from those movies played in the movie? In the no, movies? it was uh, the vampire guy whose real name I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Not Jacob. Edward. Edward, yes. Jacob wow. was the Yeah, I never read those Taylor books either. Lautner. Oh, I definitely read those books. Mm-mm-mm. Definitely did. I mean, I was definitely not the target audience <laughs> no, for those you were books. Not. <laughs> so. I remember when I first got my braces, I read some Twilight out loud to myself so that I would get used to uh, get over the lisp more quickly because I was reading them anyway. <laughs> and I was like, this is an easy book, so I'm just going to read it out loud <laughs> to myself. Hey. That's, that's probably the most useful that book has ever yeah. been. <laughs> I mean, I will. I'm, they're self-indulgent. I'm all about self-indulgent books. But regardless. Tell us what you think the different NPCs would be. Well, I, I just did. I'm meant more listeners. Oh, no, I did you were looking at, at me you, and pointing sorry. at me and I was like, this was literally what we were just doing for the past I, I, several minutes. I more meant y'all listeners. <laughs> I mean, if you want to. If you want to. You also don't have to. You can just sit and enjoy. Just and live listen. your life. Do whatever you want within reason. Live your life. Well. This has been advice hour. This has been advice hour. This has been advice minute. Oh my goodness. Our advice is push the ladders off the walls before they get <laughs> oh my let too many things I up. Was... Because if you get too many critters up there, they're going to be kind of hard to take down. Yeah. And that brings us to the next segment of our show called The Show. <laughs> You just enjoyed the pre-show. <laughs> we should we should put a halftime in here. <laughs> put a half-time just getting show. snacks. Just us getting yeah. You guys have to listen to us eating nachos. <laughs> and, oh, that was Buffalo a good play. Chicken dip. Do the slow mo recaps and all that. Who stuff would be that our uh, who would be our first halftime performer? Red Panda. <laughs> Now you have to explain who Red Panda is, in case folks don't know. If people don't know who Red Panda is, Red Panda is a a unicycle acrobat who does, like, all of the NBA, well, used to rip (laughs) the NBA season, Uh, used to do all of, like, all of the halftime shows for the non-important big games, and she rode around on a unicycle and threw plates and caught them on her head. And yeah, bowls and stuff. yeah. She's like a balancing. It's quite impressive. Acrobat, yeah, it was the same act every time. It was still, still impressive, impressive, nonetheless. Yeah. I never saw her drop yeah, she, a bowl. I, yeah, seriously. Because it, it, it would panda. always be funny because almost regardless of what game we were watching, like if it was the the team that we were rooting for, their home, or if they were away, like she would always be there. Always Red Panda. She had her signature music that is like yes. Good old, good old Red Panda. <laughs> Red Panda's a Gryffindor. <laughs> she would be. <laughs> so you're on a She'd wall. She'd be a professor, actually. You're on a wall. I'm a rhino. You're a rhino on a wall. Mm-hmm. Here's the recap. You 
were sent with uh, the general down to the walls because the Dragonblood army, in potential retribution for the slaying of one of their lieutenants, Mm -hmm. was uh, skirmishing against the walls, sending troops over with ladders to try to jump over and cause havoc and mayhem. Mm -hmm. And they've done a pretty good job of that so far. They have. So you and Carhoon have your own little section of wall that you're trying to fend these attackers off of. So far, two ladders came up. Two ladders have gone down. Uh, a sea of little critters of all shapes and sizes, some goblins, hobgoblins, orcs, all all manner of these creatures have assailed the walls and left you two in relatively rough shape. A third ladder just clanged mm-hmm. onto the side, and you can see uh, more soldiers climbing up ready to attack. You're a rhino. You yes, just indeed. headbutted a bunch of fools off the side of this wall. Two, two. Carhoon is a werebear right now. Mm-hmm. In his hybrid form. Not doing super, super hot. No. For the time being. Facing down a sea of these invaders. Another ladder has just gone up right next to Carhoon with these, at least four of them right now climbing up. We left off. In the initiative order, it is Carhoon's turn. Okay. Okay, so Carhoon is up. There's a ladder that has just flopped on top of him, and he is face-to-face with two of these attackers, gunning him down with scimitars. So he is going to turn around and, using his bear strength, try to heft the ladder off of the crenellated tower. Okay. Roll me a strength check. Natty 18 for a total of 23. That does it. All right. Flings the ladder back down over the side. Perfect. Those creatures ah, scream as they fall into the sea of swarming soldiers on the deserty floor below. Mm-hmm. He's going to bonus action. He's going to second okay. wind. Probably a good idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Steals himself for the oncoming onslaught. Are you mathing? I'm just mathing. Math, 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 And that will be his turn. He's going to turn back around. He never left the square against the two baddies that are threatening him. And he's just going to stare him down with his werebear eyes. Okay. After Carhoon, it is your turn. Okay. Still a rhino, but just barely a rhino. But just barely. So all the ladders are down currently, right? Correct. Okay. There are, for the listener, eight soldiers still on these walls. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Can I do my just dash down again and try to sweep them all off? How far can you move? So my natural speed is 40, so dashing would be 80, so I could get... I'm, at, I'm on one far end of the wall, and most of the bad guys are on the other end, of course, so... So I could get... One, two, three, four, five, six of them if I dash. Okay. I think, yeah, we let that happen last time. I think it's a situational occurrence. It will not happen again unless you happen to be fighting on a wall as a rhino. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Or I turn into a bowling ball. Alrighty, sounds good. So what did I roll last time? It was just a... You're going to have to make an attack against each, each. of these. Okay. If you hit, they go flying. If you miss, they take zero damage. Sounds good. All right, so I'm going to move. Yung! 
Ding! Just see this rhino. <laughs> Imagine being on the ground and just like seeing, you probably couldn't see everything, but you just see these, this like rhino dashing back and forth. That'd be terrifying and kind of amusing. All right, so roll number one. 14. He goes flying. Roll number two. 17. Yes. Roll number three. Another 14. Roll number four. Now that is a critical fail. That is a critical fa- 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 failure. Allow okay. me to get that sheet up. Oh my gosh. I mean, it makes sense. I'm just rolling so many times. What, what, what? Roll me a D12. D12. All right. Two. Okay, this isn't great. Uh, you... Well, this is from D&D again. Thank you, D&D Head. Called Jammed Finger. Oh, you no. You manage to jam your finger on your own armor as you attack. We'll call it your foot gets, you stub your toe yeah, on a rock. There's like one of the, one of the paving, uh, like mm-hmm. the flagstones has a little dip. Stub your rhino toe, rhine toe. It's covered in rhinestones. I'm a if very you, fancy rhino. Very fancy. If you're holding a weapon, you drop it. Okay. Succeed on a constitution saving throw. Or be unable to use this hand for 1d4 hours. Rounds. Okay. Rounds. So, it's a DC 12 constitution save. Okay. Because you are not holding a weapon, mm-hmm. we'll say... Have your speed. Okay, that seems appropriate. Yeah, can't use your leg to run. Exactly. Yeah, kind of like hurt, hurt, my, hurt my toe, so I can't put my toe. full rhino weight yeah. on it. We had to adapt it, but it works. Good crit fail. Thank you. Thank you. you. All, right, All right. So con save. Con save. Natural four for a total of six. You fail. Okay. Your speed is halved. Your speed is halved. Okay. So did you just finish your... Yeah, so that was my fourth attack. I feel like because you failed, that would probably just end your movement. That makes sense. So let's put you right there. Alrighty. You stub your toe right before you can uh, take out this last dragon blood, Mm -hmm. but now you're interposing yourself in your rhino form between the attackers and Carhoon. Which is not great, because my AC is very low. That's true. (laughs) I am a big target. You are a big target. It is their turn. Okay. So. There are one, two, three, four, five left. Let me mark down. You took out one, five, and eight. The one who is standing directly next to you, they all had javelins out. Okay. So. Javelins can be both thrown oh, and Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mailer. Heavy crossbows. Oh, they all have heavy crossbows okay. out. Oh, okay. So he'd have disadvantage unless he moves. Is he frightened by seeing this rhino charge at him and throw? And uh, this three one's of just gonna. Buddies? This one's just gonna take a shot with disadvantage because I think they all basically drop their melee weapons to pull out their crossbows. Yeah. So one shot disadvantage. That's a ten total. Just misses. Okay, but you will take the rest of them are all gonna fire at you. Okay. Blank, blank, blank. They do have advantage because of pack tactics. So that's four crossbow bolts with advantage. No dear. Crossbow bolt number one. Pack tactics can be either not helpful at all mm-hmm. or like super helpful. So hit number one is a nineteen. Hit. Two is a oh that's not good an eight. That does not hit. Okay. Attack number three is a another nineteen. I'll hit. Attack number four is a crit. All right, so the so. first hit deals four points of piercing. Okay. Bang. The second hit deals 
five points of piercing. Okay. And the crit deals five. Oh, nice. Okay. Garbage roll on that crit. All right. I that is am their turn. still up somehow. Thanks. Somehow. <laughs> they rolled really bad damage. Well, I just when, when that crit, I was like, hmm. Because if you rolled max damage, that would not have been good. Yeah, it would have been 20 potential points. Yeah, that could have taken me out. It is Carhoon's turn. Okay. He is going to uh, move. I, I, I have interposed myself in between uh, the dragon blood and he, but he is going to move through my square and end up adjacent to the one who is adjacent to me. And he's going to swing at it with his great axe. Okay, please do. Natural 20! All right. <laughs> From a 1 to a 20. Last two rolls I made. So, we have gotten a few new crit cards oh, since so we last exciting. asked. But uh, in order to sort of build up a new stockpile, we're going to use one that is going to be sort of an ongoing thing for a little while. Okay. Ooh, this is interesting. Just for for a couple weeks until we feel like we don't want to do it anymore. Uh, this is from Hans. Thank, Thank you, you so Hans. much, Hans. And I adapted it slightly, but I liked the idea. Uh, it's called Momentum. Ooh. So basically, every time you crit, you're going to add another damage die to the crit. Oh, so you... And they're going to stack. Oh. It, wait, what? And it's going to reset when you crit fail. Oh. Okay, so normally damage dice is doubled. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time that we're using momentum, so I'll roll three. Is that how it works? We're going to have you roll two this time. Next okay. time you crit, it'll be three. Next time you crit, it'll be four. Next time you crit, it'll be five, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, until you roll a natural roll one, one. Okay. and then it'll reset to two. Shouldn't I roll three now, though, because I usually roll two? No, because that means you'll roll a minimum of three, which is crazy. Oh, right? okay. That's true. That's so you'll true. start with two start and then two. every time. So so mark this down somewhere that you have one momentum. Thank you, Hans. This is fun. I really like this. So we're going to do this for uh, a few encounters and see how it goes. And then we'll switch back to our regular crit cards once we have our stock replenished. Thank you, Hans. This is really cool. We've still got plenty of crit fails, though. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. So he is going to roll his 2d12. 18 slashing. All right. Takes a big hit out of this one, but it is holding on to life by a thread. Okay. So he's going to uh, swing again. Okay. Natty 14. That'll do. So I roll. It's dead. Uh (laughs) Your modifier alone will do it. Okay. (laughs) But when I roll, still just my normal one, or is that momentum even for non-crit? No, momentum is only for crit. Okay. Makes sense. So you cleave, Carhoon cleaves this one in half. Nice. Kicks the body over the wall, like Darth Maul falling down the pit, just the two halves of it. Or like in a classic anime style where you see the slash of a sword and then it like sh- sh- changes scene really quickly and then it's just like falls, falls apart. apart. Uh, a flash of silver. So <laughs> Reminiscing to my bleach days. You are up now. Oh, okay. Unless Carhoon wants to move again. Um... So you get pack tactics if... If there's a, an ally adjacent, ally adjacent to you. Okay. I guess you should have maybe focused on one of the folks that had an ally adjacent to them. Um, adjacent to the target. 
Oh, adjacent to the target. Yeah, so they won't not... get it now. Oh, okay, perfect. Until someone moves up. Oh, okay. Um, well, it is my turn. Even though my speed is halved, can I still use my dash move? Mm-hmm. Um, so my speed is normally 40. Mm-hmm. Since it's halved, it'll be 20. Mm-hmm. But if I dash, it'll be back up to 40. Sure. And since I'm already halfway up the wall, 40 movement should get me through all of the bad guys. So let us see how this goes. I kind of want to give you disadvantage on these because you're moving slower. Oh, that I could do that. Okay. Because you don't have the momentum that you would have previously. Right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm nursing an owie foot, one of my big little rhino pads. Oh, did you roll a d4? Oh, I didn't. Sorry. Roll a d4. Four. Okay. Of course. Yep. All right. <laughs> Classic so, me. <laughs> so you roll, make four of these uh, special one-time only attacks. All right. With disadvantage. With All disadvantage, right, Roll please. number one. So usually when I roll advantage or disadvantage, I roll the same die twice. But today I'm doing something different, rolling two different die. So we'll see how that goes. My editing appreciates it. 11 to hit? Exactly a hit. Oh, yay! That was a natty four. Ah. All right. Second attack with disadvantage. Natty nine. Mm-hmm. So 16 to hit. Ah. Third roll with disadvantage another natty one now would this take away my momentum from carhoon because it's octavia attacking no i'm gonna attack those differently all right roll me another roll me another 12 eight all right this is called bit your tongue Mm -hmm. by the one the only the dnd thank you dnd your head in your clumsiness. Oh, I'm doubly clumsy, too, because of the last fumble as well. Uh, this one isn't bad either for you right now. In your clumsiness, you manage to bite your tongue. You cannot speak intelligibly for 1d4 rounds. You also cannot cast any spell with a verbal component. Which, you're a rhino right now, so that doesn't that really... That is super fortuitous. Doesn't really help. Ooh. You cannot rhino, though. You can't properly rhino. Rhino. So you bite your tongue and it hurts. Get a, make it a little squawk, make a wee roar. Oh, you take a point of piercing damage okay. as you bite your tongue. And I assume I'm kind of stopped like before. Yeah, okay. I think that's fair. It's, it seems appropriate. All right, so again, I, I, I'm clumsy, kind of panting because I've gone through a lot. <laughs> bite my tongue with my probably really chompy rhino <laughs> teeth. All right, but there are only two, two bad left. guys left. On this wall. Who left? Well, I guess you'd be Unfortunately, here. I would be adjacent to them, so they do have pack tactics. Dun, 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 dun. It's their turn. <laughs> I feel like I'm just such a derpy rhino right now, like, flopping along, like, <laughs> legs all akimbo, right. my tongue lolling out to the side. Oh, you like got a, a stub toe and dog. a hurt tongue. Yeah. And these two are going to... They still have their crossbows out. They're each going to take a shot. The pack tactics cancels out okay. the disadvantage for being hey, okay. adjacent to you. So they're each going to take one normal attack. 15 and a 21. Ooh, both of those hit. I'm probably going to go down. Or not down, but out. Unless I roll terribly. 16 total points. And... You see this giant rhino shrink down in size to reveal a lot smaller Octavia. Okay. Okie dokie. But that is their turn. 
Carhoon is up next. All right. Um, well, Carhoon is kind of like feeling invigorated and feeling like he has some uh, uh, pep in his step, is going to move up to them. And he is going to make a swing at one of the two remaining bad guys here on this parapet. Okay. 11 to hit? Exactly. Oh, nice. They do not have great AC. And just roll my normal damage because it wasn't a crit, right? Yes. Okay. Eight slashing. Still up? Yep. Okay. He is going to swing again at that one he just hit. Natty 12 for a 21 to hit. Hit. And that will be 17 slashing damage. It is almost down, oh. but again, clinging. Just oh, if clinging. I, just, I rolled a two oh, in, my la- in my, that first attack. Well, it is Octavia's turn. Okay. She's so infrequently. She's been uh, an animal so often lately that uh, she's. it's weird for her to be in her uh, humanoid form and be in battle. So she's going to uh, reach her hand out to the one that is injured, that Carhoon just slashed at. Could you make a con save for me, please? But of course. Natural 20. Oh, dang it. All right, that poison spray does nothing. Orange crush coming okay. through. Okay. All right, do you move or do you stay there? I think I'm going to stay here because she does not want to incur. Her AC is a whole lot better as Octavia, but still not impervious. Okay. Uh, they're both going to shoot at you because Carhoon's a giant bear. Okay, but they would both have disadvantage. But they have but advantage they have pack for pack okay, tactics, so. so it's one regular attack for each of them. Coming for you. One of them is a five, and one of them is a 19. Mm, the five uh, misses, and the 19 just hits. I, I figured. <laughs> Ten points of piercing maximum. Okay. Shwaboom! Just point blank. Shoots a bolt in your gut. Jeez. Slams another one in. Gets ready for the next attack, but it's Carhoon's turn. Can he finish them off before Hopefully. they get another shot off? He's going to swing again at the one that he already hit. Because then, even if he doesn't finish off the other one, they will not have pack tactics any longer. Uh, 18 to hit. Yes. 17 slashing. Against the injured one? Against the injured Gone. one. Gone. Yeah. All right, and then he's going to turn his attention kind of like, you know, in his in this hybrid werebear form, kind of like the, the, the breath just like curling out of his nose as he kind of snorts at him and is going to swing again. 15 to hit. Yes. And let's see if he could, is it, do you think it's even possible for him to take somebody down in one swing? Numerically? Maybe? 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 maybe. I don't know. 14 slashing. Not in that case. Okay. But at least Pack Tactics is gone. Pack Tactics is gone, and that was a good hit. This thing is not looking great. Last of the Dragon Bloods on this wall. You can see the army on the ground starting to turn and run back. Oh, Have really? he done their damage? Okay. You can see some flames off to your left and your right from the city where maybe their attacks were more successful. But again, it doesn't seem like a full-scale invasion, mm-hmm. just a kind of, you know, a, a haymaker to hit back for you killing one of their lieutenants. Mm-hmm. This last attack. Disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Gunning for you. Okay. One of them was a 19. The other is a natural one. Yes! Bwang. The bolt just gets stuck. In his own arm. And it's crumb. 
crossbow. <laughs> it pulls it out and loads another one, but it's probably not going to survive till that mm-hmm. point. Carhoon. All right. He, seeing this last one left, seeing it fumbling with its crossbow, he's going to leverage his gray axe against it. Rolly, rolly, rolly. Non-natural 20. Do it. Nine slashing. Mm-hmm. Still up. Another non-natural 20. <laughs> Goodness. 15 slashing. It be dead. Yes! Woo! Ah. I was not sure how the rest of this was going to go. The body slumps over and falls over the edge of the wall. Mm-hmm. Lands in the sand as the rest of the dragon bloods grab their ladders and start running back <laughs> to nice. their encampment. Nice. As the dragonborn archers continue to pepper them as they flee. I guess I could like... If you want to take some flavor shots, you're more than welcome to. I would love to take to, some flavor but shots. But I'm not going to like have you roll anything okay. because it's going to... You maybe land a couple in this mass of fleeing creatures well, before they run out of range. I could, uh, yeah, I guess. But I was thinking I could drop a moonbeam down on them. So my, that range is pretty far. Again, if Just you... Just move it flavorfully around. If and, you want to, it'll, it'll definitely hurt some. Yeah. But I'm not going to start rolling for things yeah, totally because... Fine. But yeah, just seeing that they're still kind of within range, she's going to try to, kind of like a lawnmower, try to get some of the, like, people in the back. Sure. You burn some up as they flee back to their camp. And the town starts to go back to normal after the threat has been eliminated. Okay. And the attack has been turned away. As you stand on these walls, licking your wounds... Tending to yourself, Garhoon slurps uh, back into elf self. <laughs> the elf on the shelf. <laughs> elf on the wall. General Malaris walks up to you. It's like spatters of blood <laughs> on her armor and face and sword hand. Uh, she comes up to you and she says, That was well fought. Thank you for your help in repelling that attack. Absolutely. She looks at Garhoon. You know... Not everyone here would feel comfortable having a lycanthrope in their midst. But you kicked some tail today, so I think we can keep this between us for now. She looks at you. But the next time you want to bring something like that within our walls, it would be good for those of us in charge to know what we're working with. Uh... (laughs) Sorry. So eloquent. <laughs> mm. oh, sorry, sorry, you sorry. you just have a way with words. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, I didn't. Obviously, I consider Carhoon absolutely uh, trustworthy and safe, so I didn't think it necessary. But I understand what you are saying. Good. We should return, debrief, figure out what the next step is. Absolutely. Come with me. And she starts walking back down. All right. The guards get reset on the walls. The the wounded are being carted away to be tended to, and the deceased are being carted away to be also tended to mm-hmm. in a different way. As we're walking, Octavia will be like, is this kind of similar to the size of, of, of the other assaults that they've made on the city, or is this something they've done before? Comparable. Okay. Maybe a bit more... Intense in some ways, but it still didn't seem like they were pulling out all the stuff. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, 
continue our discussion where it left off. You walk back through the city. Mellorus leads you into the palace, back to this war room from whence you came. Uh, as, as she walks, she pulls out a rag and starts, like, wiping detritus and gore mm-hmm, off mm-hmm. of her armor. And you can hear the caws of crows and buzzards as they swoop down for an mm-hmm. evening snack or an afternoon snack. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> you get to the palace. Is there anything you're doing in this time? Or are you just following? I'll probably uh, be keeping an eye out to see, um, kind of try to assess the damage because, you know, Malaris had said that this was similar in size to the other assaults um, that Malik has suffered. Um, and, and so just trying to see, like, you know, how, how many people got hurt, how many people uh, passed away, um, and just kind of trying to, to weigh that. Um, as well as kind of, like, keeping an eye out. I mean... <laughs> She's trying to figure out the, the location of this mole, so keeping an eye out for any shady-looking characters, you know, the, the stereotypical, like, hmm, I have a big robe on. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> acting weird, <laughs> so. You can roll a perception check. Okie dokie. <laughs> Natural two for a total of nine. You see a shady figure in a cloak, and then you realize it's just like a blanket on a mop. <laughs> Like, uh, oh, no, that's that's probably not it. <laughs> See someone in a cloak and it's Malaris. <laughs> oh, wait, it's the mole. So you, you don't really notice anything in particular. Uh, the, the city held up reasonably well. You could see where some, like, catapult rocks impacted some buildings and there's some things on fire but they're being put out uh the people look like they're generally used to this so while some might have panicked they're like ah just another day yeah okay so they're they're doing what they need to do okay smash cut back in the war room (laughs) what if there's a (laughs) dumb 90s powerpoint uh yeah uh you end up back in this war room Mm -hmm. king's there Bogger's there. Mm-hmm. Mallers is there. You're there. Carhoon's there. Seated around this table, discussing. So are a bunch of chickens. What just happened? Yeah, I need a war room sound set. Don't make fun of my sounds. <laughs> just like you're there, there's there, then just the chickens blocked. That's like, and all the chickens we brought with us. All those chickens. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I summoned fifteen chickens with country animals because so they're the, probably CR like zero. Uh, yeah. So you, you it's all like are the Muppet chickens. <laughs> Stupid Muppet chickens. Gonzo's in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you end up back in this war room. Mm-hmm. We're not playing Spelljammer. Discussing. Gonzo's an alien. Oh, yeah. He's throwing me off here. <laughs> Sorry. You're in a mood today. I am. I'm having a really great time. You end up back in the war room for the fourth time. Seated around this table discussing the attack, how you fended it off, etc., etc. Everything that the listeners just listened to, so we don't have to recap that. Uh, After you finish that debrief, everyone sort of pauses for a second, and then the king stands and says, Well, I'm glad we repelled that attack. I had the utmost faith in all of you, but we still have the matter of what to do next. Right. So, I'll open the floor if anyone has any suggestions. I mean, I think Malaris' idea to, you know, mount a full-scale attack is probably one of the best ideas that we have at the moment, because besides, I just don't know how else we can find this mole. And and I think it's relatively obvious at this point that we can't continue operating as we have been, because we just have to assume that literally everything that 
we're saying is being overheard. And obviously, before we started the the war the, this conference in the room, uh, Octavia would have wanted to like you know do a sweep, make sure there's no yep. druid bugs anywhere or anything like that. Nothing has changed since the last time you were in this room looking around. The king agrees. Says, yes, I don't know that we have many options left. Uh, Malera's, what say you? She stands. She says, I agree. I've quite frankly had enough of this. I'm not going to be a prisoner in my own home, the impotent leader of this this army. Ah, there's not much left for us to do. Yes, I think I can recommend a full-out assault. One last stand against these invaders. No tricks, no special surprises or gambits. Just strength of arms versus strength of arms. At this point, there's nothing we can do but put our faith in the resilience and resolve of our people. Our enemy may know what's coming, but in this case, maybe that won't help them. Mm-hmm. King nods. Bulger says, I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. I think it might be wise if Carhoon and I kind of take our own path so that maybe we can be at least some element of surprise and we come up with our own plan of attack kind of outside of Malaris, what you're going to tell the army to do. Because then maybe it, we could be some sort of face up the sleeve. King says, uh, potentially. Uh, Malaris, how soon can you have these forces ready? She says, I can muster our full forces and give me 24 hours. I'll have an army for you. She says, okay. Miss Sinclair, Mr. Osirius, if... You have some other plan. You have 24 hours to enact it. Were you planning on not being a part of this assault, or...? It was more that we would be part of it, but we it was more just thinking that maybe we would be part of it, but then not, you know, marching out right in the front with everyone, and, and then we could be some sort of other prong that is popping up somewhere where you guys don't know, and thus where they wouldn't know. Not necessarily doing something in the meantime. Well, fair enough. I guess you're not under my jurisdiction anyway, so you can do what you wish. I guess we march in 24 hours. Okay. Make your plans, make your peace, and we can only hope that the three side with us today. Absolutely. All right, Malaris, get to work. Bulger, get your rest. We need you at full strength. I'll do what I have to. Meeting adjourned. Smacks a gavel on the table. Bang. <laughs> Just appears. Sounds good. And everyone sort of stands and starts filing out. Okay. Uh, you have, you know, you have a room you're free to go to. I guess at this point, because we kind of forgot to mention it, you've found where your Griffin buddies were stable. Oh, right, right. Yeah. They're being taken care of. You still don't think that they're going to be long-term mounts because okay. I don't want to trivialize travel at this point. Yeah. Well, do you think they could be ridden in battle? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. It's still only been like a day okay. since you yes. got here. So they're still recovering and they're old and young. young. I mean, they weren't being used in the battle anyway, so yeah. clearly the elves who raised them didn't see them as fighting fit. Okay. Okay, so knowing that um, our three griffin buddies um, was it uh, Rose... 
Ruby, Merrill, and the Hammer. Yeah. Uh, knowing that all three of them are okay, Octavia and Carhoon will head back to their quarters. And can I, like, summon Jason? Is he, like, my wee attendant kind of? Jason can probably show up. Okay. Um, Octavia's going to write a letter to her family. And she's going to give it to Jason. Um, and it's addressed to um, the Temple of Absalom in they cancel. Okay. And you know, it's it's basically like <laughs> uh, you know, the, the the priests and priestesses of the of the temple of um Al Absalon and Lake Ansel, uh in care of the Sinclairs type of thing. Um mm-hmm. and she'll be like, um, I don't know if you have any magical means of communication with other cities or any uh uh basically like homing pigeons, um, but if you could get the scent, I would appreciate it. Uh, we'll see what we can do, although uh, communication between cities is difficult. No, I Most magical means have been suspended right. so as to avoid plans being spied upon, and I don't know if a pigeon can make it all the way across the mountains. So, um, if you... I, I, I'm sorry, I really don't think there's anything I'm going to be able to do about this. Okay. Okay. Um, thanks for checking in anyway no problem all right and she'll like be like you may go <laughs> yeah so i mean you can have the letter but it's i mean they don't have like a a, a great infrastructure yeah. yet they they might have something but it's probably reserved for emergency important emergency. No, that makes emergency sense. messages that aren't just to be that are reserved for special occasions understandable things of utmost importance national security so, turning to Carhoon, Octavia will be like, so we have 24 hours. I'm currently kind of spent. Um, I don't think I could really do anything right now, so I would need to rest. Uh, but that would still give us some time. Um, do you want to try to do something in the meantime before those before the full-scale assault? Do you want to go try to snipe another one of the lieutenants or something? I mean, that's up to you. I can't really get in and out of my own accord. Right. So if you have something tricky planned that we could do, but unfortunately they might be uh, expecting or at least aware of the the ways. The way we got in and out before, yeah. We have used, so they might be on the lookout for uh, birds, flies, <laughs> things like that. What about slugs? Slugs? Uh, if you want to turn into a slug in this climate, be my guest. <laughs> Take 15 hours to get across the no man's land. Speed of five. I mean, this town is known for its salt. I don't know how well, great turning point. into a slug is going to be. <laughs> Maybe an inchworm, then. If you don't just scorpion. bake to death. Goodness. The scorpion, then. Scorpion, scorpion would sorry. be, yes. Scorpion would be much more useful. Is there any, I mean, I'd love, I, I just really don't want to sit still for these 24 hours. Like, is there anything else that, any other corner that we've left unturned to try to get to the bottom of this mole? I can't tell you that. I know, but like. <laughs> but that's your job. No, 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 I know, I know. I'm not telling you, I'm not asking you, just tell me, but like. So we've we've checked out all three of the main, the top tier, mm-hmm. um, and we feel they like they're out. pretty good. Mm-hmm. The rooms seem to check out, Correct. so it seems to be 
maybe a second tier, you know, that we would go to the second tier to see if they're okay. Um, can I gather, can I like go to Malaris and be like, can I gather your, all of your lieutenants and do the same sort of like questioning on them? I, I mean, I assume you already have. I just don't want to sit still in these 24 hours. I want to do what I can to help. I can't sit still either, and I need those lieutenants out there arranging their troops and getting ready for the fight to come, so unfortunately, I, I don't really have the time to spare. Okay. And I guess if we're doing this anyway, then it's kind of moot. Okay. Urgh. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, so unfortunately, it seems like basically everyone who can swing a sword is being given a sword, and everyone's kind of moving quick. Yeah. So you, you don't think that you can have a sit down with the military and okay. interview the the underlings because they have orders to carry out as well. Okay. Well, then in this 24 hours, is there a temple of Absalon in the city? Yeah, probably. I want to go there. Okay, you can go there. Um, And I would like to sit. Sure. And meditate a bit. Okay, you can do that. Uh, you you sit, you meditate, clear your mind. It feels good. Uh, the temples are also relatively busy. You mm-hmm. can see wounded being ferried in and out and uh, being tended to. The clerics and acolytes and things are bustling to and fro, making sure they have the right components and spell things for healing and moving back and forth it's it's a hive of activity here as well and generally getting all their buff spells ready and things like that <laughs> uh-huh. getting suited up because they're probably going to go out and have to kick some butt too right yeah so nowhere is really calm but okay. you can find a corner that's relatively out of the way and meditate yeah and so she'll just sit there um and she'll close her eyes um put her like staff across her lap and more talking to Crastus than to El Absalon himself. Um, she'll be like, Okay, Crastus, um, I know we don't always talk super easily or often, um, but I want to know that I'm doing the right thing again. Sorry that I need <laughs> so much affirmation. Um, but if you also have any, any wisdom to getting into the the plane of water that'd be helpful um i i also should mention which i think i've forgotten to mention before i, I kind of made a deal with jasulka um i i kind of agreed that i'd give him his body back if he helped me um it kind of seemed the only way to get his help um and i he seemed really willing to help crack and i wanted him to help me not crack for us and not crack. So I did kind of agree to that, but with some terms and conditions, so it's it can maybe be held off, but it's maybe inevitable. So I don't really know what I did with that, um, or if that was the right thing. So guidance and or wisdom how to deal with Chisotka would be helpful. But hope you're still out there. Hope you're still okay. All right. I'll talk to you later. And she'll... Bye! <laughs> Bye! Talk to you later! Bye! Um, and she'll just kind of sit there for 
you know, just a, just a little bit longer um, and, and just try to gain some semblance of, like, feeling grounded a little bit um, before then going back to prepare for the assault. Okay. Uh, you don't hear anything in response. Didn't think so. But I hope he heard me. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he's dead. Because Deva can die, right? Yeah, probably. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> Demons can die. Angels can die. Sure. All right. Um. Yeah, you, you do that. Okay. You get centered, and then you can go back and... Prepare yourself. Yeah, because she'll definitely want to be like, I need a, I need to sleep. Take, take some rest before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mounting this assault. What's your plan? What are you going to do? You're going to go out on your own? Well, it seems like it would make more sense for people to not, for, for the fewest number of people to know what she's doing so that the dragon blood doesn't know. Fair. But on the same token, it could be really helpful to the dragonborn... To have her, like, ride out with them as a kind of, like, you know, Captain America type of figure. And also true. Bolster, whatever. And to just strike terror mm-hmm. into the heart of the um, dragon blood, you know, to see her, the, the uh, what do they call me, the soul keeper. Like, to see her riding out. Like, that would be probably pretty be cool. scary. Yeah. Could be kind of cool. Um, so I'm a little conflicted as to which would be the best. I guess maybe she would ask Malaris again. I mean, back when they were talking before and not keep popping up, <laughs> not be like every half hour, like, hey, Malaris, I have another question. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess asking back when she asked to gather all the lieutenants, she'll follow up with the whole uh, secrecy versus kind of intimidation and be like, in your... In your, you know, military experience, do you think it would be more advantageous to have me be there as, be there with you at the front? In my military experience, the more able bodies fighting, the better. I mean, we will be fighting, but obviously, I just mean, would my presence as a bolstering, encouraging for our side and intimidating for their side, would that be better than an element of surprise? I mean, I'd rather have you with the army, but if you think you could do more damage, I don't know your full capabilities. I don't know what you have planned. You seem to do a fair bit of damage when you went out there last time, so it's really your call. I'd be happy to have you fighting alongside my men, but if if you think you would be better suited somewhere else working behind the lines, I can understand that perspective as well. Okay. Well, I think we'll continue with our plan then. Okay. The plan that you don't have yet? You don't know that. <laughs> I have an inkling. <laughs> you Malaris don't know that. I can't oh, tell you that. Yes, Remember right, the mole, yes. the whole thing, the, mall, the whole point. Yes, the mall. Yeah, so you're free to do what you okay. want. Okay. There would be a place for you should you decide to ride out with all of them. <laughs> but... So we are probably going to keep on with doing our own kind of secret plan at the same time. Okay. Um, like, what's the plan? So my... I don't want to tell Carhoon because then Austin will know. Oh, Carhoon's also exhausted. 
Right. And I so am, we will need a break. We will both need to take long rest from before. From the werebear stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I'm out of wild. Trips, I mean, if so. you don't want to tell me, that's fine, I guess. Give me some general ideas so that I could be prepared for it. So <laughs> I just like, I do this. Oh, I have no I have nothing. So, Let me pause. Um, but you don't have to tell me the details. So the fortress is always like in the middle, right? Uh, it has been from what you've seen. You know it can move around though. Right. Um, basically, my plan right now is to cast heat metal on the fortress and kind of roast whatever's inside and then just kind of turn into big dinosaurs and kind of <laughs> lay waste. <laughs> well, that's always a solid plan. That's kind of my plan so far. But it, it, I do want to try to focus on the, on the, uh, you know, the rolling fortress tank thing because... I feel like if that's where the commander is, seeing it getting attacked would, or seeing it fall would be a really big um, both morale booster for the Dragonborn and a big uh, morale decre- decreaser for the dragon blood. Um, and with it being so often in the middle of the camp... I, I'm not sure if Octavia could get to it right away if she went just in the front lines. So she's seeming like she's going to have to kind of maybe do some aerial descent beforehand. Mm-hmm. If I can cast heat metal on something that big. That's what I'm checking. Because it's the examples it gives are a metal weapon or a suit of metal armor. So I don't know if you could heat the whole thing because it's the size of like a tank, several tanks. What's the exact words? Choose a manufactured metal object such as a metal weapon or a suit of heavier medium metal armor that you can see within range. You can use, you can cause the object to grow, grow, glow. I did the same thing last time. Glow, red hot, any creature in physical contact takes damage, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if the creature is holding a wearing object, it can succeed on a con save or drop it. So it doesn't really specify, no. but I don't know that I would let you heat up basically a house. What if I cast it at a really high level spell slot? Because um, it is a... I mean, the increase of spell slot increases the damage, not necessarily the amount of metal you can Well, I mean... Heat. You could... Right. You could also interpret it as you could do the same amount of damage and just increase the surface area of the metal that you can affect. That's true. That's true. Potentially. Um, Because, I mean, it is a manufactured object. It is. It's just way bigger than a sword or a suit of armor. armor. So, you could try it. It may be effective. It may not not be be effective, effective. depending on how well you roll. Okay. And then, I mean, also, I mean, her plan is also just... She kind of wants her movements because she knows she's tried to be like they want to capture her. Mm -hmm. So she'd also kind of wants to avoid people knowing where she is. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of another reason why Mm -hmm. she wants her movements to be less widely circulated. Yeah. Because it's not a secret that Craig wants her. Sure. Karun hearing this plan says, Is there, that's a pretty good idea. Um, actually, we might be able to smoke whatever's in there out. Do you have any way of getting... Should we just go in and kill whatever's inside? I mean, that's what I'm more... 
That's well, what I'm about. I would I would be inclined to that too, but remember, so when we landed on it, when you were a wee bug in the folds of my gross vulture neck, yeah. um, I looked around and there were no cracks in it. Like, Got anything that could like bust it open or teleport us through unfortunately i'm 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 no wizard so i don't have any sort of teleportation um what good are you i know i know (laughs) i can turn into a dinosaur um if it were stone i could meld into it but it is not unfortunately um i could conjure a fire elemental to just surround it in fire oh that's cool (laughs) Um, if I were a higher level, I could turn into a fire elemental and just turn, just surround it. Oh, that's also pretty cool. Um, I could conjure a watery sphere and just surround it in water and try to drown the person inside it. Hmm. Because maybe water could get through even if a bug couldn't. Maybe. Um, I could hope that there are plants inside and I could try to speak with them. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm sure that would go very well, very well. Um... You know, I could erupt the earth underneath it. I mean, that worked pretty well for the carriage. That's kind of what I was thinking that, too. But it didn't bust the carriage open like I wanted it to. And this is obviously, like, way, way stronger and bigger than a carriage. But unfortunately, I don't really have any... I I, I can't tree stride, and, and there's no trees inside anyway. Um... So it's uh, as far as transportation or getting into the uh, small spaces, it's kind of limited to how tiny a creature I could turn mm. me into or turn you into to get through a crack in a wall. Unless we can crack open that shell. Unless we can crack it open. Hmm. Do I know like what kind of metal it is? Ah, uh, I mean, it looked like steel. steel. And again, there were like there's one door. There was one door that you saw. That I saw. Okay. And there were no cracks that I could shimmy into. Yeah. Uh, How is it on wheels? Like, what kind of wheels is it on? It's got, like, wheels. Is it... Like, big wheels, several of them on each side. Is it sitting on the axles, or are they integrated inside, if that makes sense? Um, it's, like, sitting on axles... So there would be kind of no wheel wells where there could be potentially an opening that we could skitter up. Right. Okay. And I saw no, there were no ventilation things. It's so bizarre how that anything is surviving in there. Well, it's probably a salamander. Could I conjure a fire elemental and an ice elemental and heat it up really quickly and then cool it down and have the steel become brittle? Like you seem fantastic for. <laughs> you could you could try. If you can conjure both of those things, two spell slots. I guess can't have them at the same time. Yeah, (laughs) do it really quickly. (laughs) Well, it'll take six seconds. Yeah, quench. It's not a horrible idea. Because even if we could just have it be in a area, it doesn't even have to be the whole thing. Mm -hmm. If we're if we're thinking that heat metal of the entire thing isn't going to work, even if we can just get portion that we could fit through busted open you could probably you get the sense from your use of the spell before that you don't think you could cause the entire thing to glow but mm-hmm. you could probably localize a certain area of it about the size of a suit of armor which would be like a 
you so know, like a five person. by five ish square. Yeah, okay. you could probably get that red hot. And then if we cool it really quickly, is that, is that what is that would that work with steel? I don't. My knowledge of metal is like non-existent. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know if you heat metal up really really hot and then you cool it really really quickly, it can become brittle. But yeah, I mean maybe. I don't know if that works with steel. Would Octavia know that? Like. Living in this world? Um, I mean... With being a magic user? Maybe with the extra dragon knowledge you have, the the scientist dragon is like, that might work. Okay. <laughs> use she a little Jasilkas. That could work. Okay. Well, that's maybe a better idea then. Well, it sounds like you've got some plans to kick around. So I will leave you to think on that. Okay. And we'll come back and see what you come up with next time. Okay, people. Cross your fingers. It's not a dumb plan. <laughs> all right. All right. Finish us off. Shall I take us out? My love. Okie yeah. dokie. Thank you all so much for listening. We really hope that we brought uh, a ray of sunshine in this kind of dreary world right now. Um, we really appreciate um, everyone reaching out um, and hearing from uh, y'all is always really great on our end um, so if you want to leave us a review um, that really really bolt, uh, puts some uh, wind in our sails and just really makes us feel great um, and is also really helpful to have more people learn about our show and our game um, if you want to get in touch with us we are indeed active on social media both on Twitter and Instagram and our handle is at and a dive podcast catch y'all next week <laughs>